You're listening to the official Dietitian Connection podcast. This podcast gives you access to the most successful and influential experts in the dietetic profession. This podcast will inspire you, it will challenge you, and it will empower you to become a nutrition leader and realize your dreams. So here we are for the Dietitians into Business series. Do you have a burning desire to start your own business in the field of nutrition and dietetics? This series features some of the most brilliant business and entrepreneurial dietitians. We discuss their journey to success and provide you with the tools to turn your business ideas into reality. Hello to all of our listeners and welcome to another great episode of the Dietitian Connection podcast. I'm your host Kate Agnew and I'm a student dietitian at the University of Queensland. Today, Michelle Pink is on the show to discuss her career journey as well as her various business roles. Michelle is an accredited practicing dietitian with 20 years experience working as a dietitian. Michelle has worked in a number of private practices across Melbourne at the Royal Children's Hospital and has been a consultant to both the pharmaceutical and food industry. She has held various roles in sales, marketing, and management. Michelle is the founder of Good Health Nutrition and Dietetics, a private practice she commenced in 2012. Here, Michelle developed a special interest in weight management. Now, Michelle works as a consultant dietitian to Nestle Health Science and is passionate about understanding the science behind various weight loss diets and aims to use evidence-based recommendations to achieve weight loss goals. Hello, Michelle. Welcome to the show. Hi, Kate. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Very good. I'm really excited to chat to you and um, listen to all your experiences. So I thought we'd just jump straight in and um, maybe you could tell me and the listeners a little bit about yourself and what a typical day is like for you. Well, a typical day is never really typical with four children. Um, But look, I try, a typical day for me would be I try to get up early and start early so I can get in some exercise. Um, Then I get kids off to school. I generally work school hours, so between nine and two. After school, it's all kids' activities and getting dinner ready. Then um, once I've got them all settled, homework done and into bed, um, I might then log back on and do a bit more work in the evenings to catch up on things that I might have missed during the day, do some reading. Um, I also coach uh, calisthenics team and run a, a and. A, and uh, the president for the club. So I do have a lot of that work in the evenings as well. So there's not much time for sitting watching tally, definitely. (laughs) That sounds amazing, though, that you're able to juggle your family life and also still have such a successful career. It's very inspirational. Well, it's busy, but I love it. And maybe you could tell us a little bit about what your work during the day is like. Well, that can vary depending what project I'm on. So at the moment, I do a lot of consulting work to Nestle Health Science and The work that I do during the day can depend on what project that I'm working on. At the moment, I'm working on um, a website development project for Optifast with them, which is basically taking up all my day. Um, I might, uh, I have been seeing some patients here and there, um, clients, but whether I build that up or not will depend on how long this project goes on for and what's required for me, which I'm not 100% sure of going into 2016. 
And I understand you're really passionate about Optifast and particularly that area of weight loss. Is that right? Absolutely. It's been um, an amazing journey. And Optifast, you know, when I came out as a dietitian, I would have not even thought about putting anyone on Optifast. But um, the more I've learned about very low calorie diets and um, ketosis for weight management, it's absolutely changed the way I practice. Uh-huh. And um, having learned a little bit about it myself as well, I can really resonate with that and see how it's definitely a novel area that is potentially kind of growing in interest, I guess. Absolutely. And um, I think it's, you know, watch this space because more and more is coming out about very low calorie diets and ketosis and the success that I'm seeing with clients, it's life changing and it's just absolutely fantastic. So it's a real area of passion of mine now. Uh huh. And you obviously understand the pressures and time constraints that people have on them, especially those with families. So you can help them work around the social aspects of food with regards to their nutrition treatment. Yeah, absolutely. And it it just helps with some people that have had a lot of difficulties losing weight um, because ketosis helps them to, you know, control their appetite and just means that they can really get some good success with it. But yeah, it's just a a fantastic and a new way of, um, and it's just another tool in your tool belt really that you can look at to um, help clients with weight loss. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of our profession as well. We understand the science behind all of this. So it definitely helps with, I suppose, getting the right treatment for our clients. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So I know this is not an area that we learned a lot about. Well, we didn't back in my day learn anything about it when we went through school um, or through our course. So, you know, it, it's worth getting yourself up to date with it of reading about it if, you, if it's something that interests you. Great. Well, um, I'm interested to see how the website goes then, the Optifast website. So I'll keep my eyes peeled for the updates. I was just thinking, what's the best piece of advice that you've received during your career path? Look, I think the best advice that I ever had was that you'll never stop learning and um, basically to always consider yourself the student, you know, and if you ever think you know it all, then you might as well stop practising. I think as dietitians, we need to remember that nutrition is a very immature or new science and there's still so much we don't know. Um, and even what we do know will change. So I think that's just the nature of it. You, you will always keep learning and you always have to keep sort of trying to find new information and new ways of doing things. So keep an open mind, read lots and make your own opinions. So um, what do you think student dietitians or recent graduates can do to discover their special interests or find out about what they're passionate about, just like yourself? Yeah, I think take opportunities because they'll always lead you to somewhere and it may not be what you think. Like when I came out of, when I was a graduate, um, suppose like most people, you sort of thought, oh, I want to do sports nutrition and I want to do this or that. Um, And I haven't really gone down that path um, at all. But I suppose the steps that my career has taken and the opportunities that I've taken, which may not have been what I wanted at the time, have led me to develop a new interest. And um, if I hadn't have taken that path, I would have never have known about it. So I think just take opportunities. They will always lead you to something. That's it. Um, So were there any sliding door moments then throughout your career? Well, I suppose the biggest sliding door moment I had was when I did move to the pharmaceutical industry. 
So back in at the end of 97, I, I was only a couple of years out of um, finishing my course. So I was still relatively a new graduate. I was working in private practice um, and I had sort of some personal things happen at the end of that year, which just – and the private practice wasn't going well. I didn't um, – I felt like I was working – enormous amount of hours making very little money and I knew nothing about running a business and it was at that point that um, a doctor who was a relative of mine suggested maybe moving into the pharmaceutical industry and so I took that and thought I was feeling a bit disillusioned by dietetics at the time I thought I don't know if this is really what I want Um, so I took that opportunity and I went and got a job with the pharmaceutical industry as a sales representative and I spent about five years there and moved from sales rep up to state manager and it was a real turning point in my career but it was the best thing I ever did because that's where I learned about business. I learned about sales and forecasts and budgets and business plans and marketing and all those things that I did not have those skills for. So it was it was a really big um, learning opportunity for me. Okay, so the private practice you were referring to earlier, that wasn't good health, nutrition and dietetics? Oh, no, it wasn't. It was just I, I started a private practice under um, a mentor of mine who was just mentoring me and it was just a, a, a little private practice, but I was running it out of about five or six different clinics. So I felt like I was running all over town. Um, and it was just not, it was not working for me and it was not sustainable and the money wasn't very good. And I was trying to get a loan to buy a house and do all those things that you need to do. So, um, it wasn't good health nutrition. That's what I've started later on in life, which I can, um, talk to you a bit about, but the the biggest, yeah, the biggest sliding door movement was to go into the pharmaceutical industry after I'd been in there and had been, working for about five years, I did realise that nutrition was my interest. Um, And then from there, I um, left the pharmaceutical industry and got a job in as part of the marketing team for Dairy Australia. And then stayed there for two years and then got a job in the marketing team with uh, Novartis Medical Nutrition, which is now Nestle Health Science. So that's probably where it all sort of came into... um, working with Nestle. I stayed there until about 2007 when I had my third child and um, then left there just due to family commitments, but have been consulting back to them ever since. So that's where I I suppose good health nutrition sort of grew because I then sort of started my own little business, um, which was seeing some clients and consulting to Nestle Health Science. Oh, okay. How was that for variety of work? Yeah, it was good. It was great variety because I loved having the patient contact and um, the projects between Nestle varied a lot. So sometimes I was very busy and sometimes I wasn't. So I was able to fit patients in around that. But I was mainly and have always been mainly working with Optifast. So that's where I got to keep learning about Optifast and then apply it into my clinic as well, which I love doing. Right, that would have been good. Um, I just thought maybe you could tell us a little bit about why you chose to start Good Health Nutrition and Dietetics. Yeah, well, I suppose it was the choice, best choice at the time because it was it fitted into family life and um, it was a way that allowed me to work the hours that I could um, and I could also determine the, the time and the hours that I did. So with the work that I did with Nestle, for example, we sort of agreed on um, how many hours I did a day, but they didn't really care if those hours 
when those hours were done. So I could do them early in the morning, I could do them late at night and I could see patients during the day. So, And then it just also allowed me to fit in all the commitments around, around for kids, So, which is busy enough. So it, it was probably just the best choice at the time um, for our family really was for me to be a bit more, um, have a bit more ownership over my time. So, Michelle, what sort of steps did you take to start your business, Good Health, Nutrition and Dietetics? Uh, look, I suppose when you start, um, you, sometimes you don't know where to start. I think I drew, I looked back on what I did when I first was a new graduate and looked at what went wrong there and what didn't work. Um, and then I sort of looked at all the experience that I gained from working in the pharmaceutical industry. Um, and then I just started to put a bit of a plan together. I, I, and I really started with the DAA business manual. I looked at that and just made sure I'd done everything that I needed to do. Um, I spoke to mentors and I spoke to people in business that weren't necessarily dietitians as well. So that were just successful in business and got them to give me some advice and then somehow put it all together. And it just sort of then grows and evolves really. But um, I'm at a point now where I really need to do a big reassessment of the business. Um, and that's one of my goals for 2016. I need to sit down and work out now, where do I want the business to go? All the kids are at school. So, um, my time is starting to get a bit more flexible, um, because for the last sort of 10 years, I've had kids at home at various stages, but you know, where I want the business to go now, um, will keep growing. And I think that's the thing. It always evolves. Um, you can never just sort of think that this is what it's going to be and that's how it's always going to be. It just evolves with every stage of your life and you've got to keep reassessing and rewriting business plans and just looking at what you want to achieve. Oh, okay. So um, what is the most important thing or things you have learned about running such a successful business? Um, that you need good mentors and you need a good business plan. Um, you need to speak to people because they learn, they've learned from their businesses, even if it's not directly nutrition related. Um, and I think you'll always make mistakes and don't be scared to because um, that's how you learn and um, how you keep getting better and just keep reassessing and listen to your customers. It's amazing what information you can get from them. Um, about how to make your business better. And don't be scared to get negative feedback because if you don't get it, then you don't know. So encourage that and, and make sure people don't feel afraid to give you that feedback because you don't want just all positive feedback because then you don't know where you're going wrong. Um, so I think customer feedback is just huge. Um, some excellent advice and I really hope the listeners can get as much from that as I have. So thank you so much, Michelle. So I understand that you've done some presentations to businesses, schools and kindies. Could you tell us a little bit about what that involves? Oh, well, the kindies is always um, an interesting one, <laughs> but um, that's just really just getting kids to learn about fruits and vegetables and, um, and, and it was that's generally come about through my kids going through kinder and then the kinder teachers asking me to come in and talk to the children, which I've loved doing, and generally all volunteer time. Um, but, you know, if we can get kids eating more fruits and vegetables, then it's a good thing. And in that sort of environment, they're a bit more um, open to challenging themselves to taste new things and, you know, talk about it. Um, 
businesses. I did a lot when I was first new graduate to businesses and that was just looking at things about improving workplace performance and just basic good nutrition advice for people. Um, More lately I've been doing um, some uh, conference presentations um, mainly on OptiFast for different various, um, you know, conferences or businesses, things like that. Okay, yeah, I understand there's a conference coming up that you're speaking at or an expo, is that right? Yeah, it's the uh, Pharmacy the uh, pharmacy Guild Conference in March on the Gold Coast that um, I'll be, I have presented there for the, about the last four years, I think, um, on different areas of OptiFast um, or very low calorie diets in particular. Um, and we'll be presenting this year again on just sort of the basic principles around very low calorie diets, what you need to know um, and what things to be aware of. Excellent. And it sounds like you're very knowledgeable in that area. So it's going to be a good conference then. Well, it's amazing. The the pharmacists are all over it. And every time I've done this presentation, I get swamped at the end of it when I'm trying to leave the room of them all coming up asking questions. So they're very interested in it as well. And they're, they're just keen to learn more. That's great. And it's excellent coming from a dietitian as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think if they can see that we're right on top of this and we are the experts, then that's a good thing. So on another note, what is the best moment or funniest thing that has happened to you since being in business? Both the best moment was um, when I did have a client come in um, who was overweight, had tried everything and was... um, just at her wits end and she just sort of turned around to me and said I'll be your biggest challenge and at the end of that we I, I worked with her for 12 months she went on OptiFast and she has just been my most successful client she just did everything I asked her to do and lost a significant amount of weight changed her life completely so I suppose that's been I always look back at, at um, that client in particular as one of my best moments because she she did say that she was going to be my hardest ever so yeah. wow so obviously something to be proud of as well knowing that you've changed someone's life so dramatically yes definitely and and we still keep even though I've moved to Brisbane um, and she's in Melbourne we still keep in contact so it's lovely yeah that's great so what were some of the challenges that you had to overcome to achieve your career goals um look there was no one or two big challenges. I think I've just faced challenges, everyday challenges, and as every stage of my life has changed, um, especially around family. So it's been a matter of over, you know, every year or so sitting down and working out what commitments I've got and then being able to work the business around that. Um, So I suppose there's just been ongoing challenges and the business has just evolved over that really. All right. So it sounds like um, continual learning and also routine is probably quite important to you, but I'm wondering whether you have any other habits that you um, have that contribute to your success. Um, Really, I suppose just organizational skills Um, when you're juggling lots of things you've just got to be so organized and I plan I plan a lot of things Um, so on a Sunday I will sort of plan out all the meals for the week and I get my shopping list done I might do that online and I suppose I work best if the house is running smoothly so to me um, my personal life has to run smoothly for my business life to run smoothly as well so just investing in that a bit of extra time to make sure that everything's um, organised and planned just makes my life so much easier. 
And are the kids okay with your organisation skills? (laughs) (laughs) They think that it's a bit over the top at times, but... Um, I think they've got used to it now. They do roll their eyes a bit, and um, but anyway, they're getting they're used to it now, and it's the only way I can operate really. And I'm sure they'll be able to learn some skills from you that they can then carry on. <laughs> you hope so, don't you? you hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what do you do, or I mean, did you do to encourage creative thinking and innovation within your role? Um, I suppose creative thinking is really not my strong point. I um, I. I've never really thought of myself as being overly creative. But, um, and I was talking to a good friend about this uh, recently, and she just sort of said that I needed to um, have more downtime to allow for more creative thinking to happen. So I suppose that is another goal for me for 2016 is to um, just make sure I do allow time. I'm not just going, 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 going all day where I don't allow time just to sit and think. So I do plan to work on that. That, that is a point for me. Um, the other thing that I do is I listen to podcasts. Um, I watch what other businesses are doing um, that, aren't not, that aren't not necessarily nutrition businesses. Um, you know, so look at what our people are doing and, and listen to lots of podcasts. Podcasts are good because I can listen to them while I'm driving or even doing the ironing or whatever. Um, you know, you can just sort of get lots of creative ideas from that too. I do exactly the same thing and I find it so much more productive. Yeah. It's great to listen to them as well if you're going for a walk or, yeah, just doing housework. So Exactly. Where, you know, sometimes if it's a a webinar, you've got to sit and be able to watch the screen and I need to have no distractions around me for that, whereas I can listen to a podcast and do another activity. So they're good for me. So I'm just wondering what you think the essential characteristics are or personal attributes are of a successful business leader. Well, from the leaders that I've looked at, uh, they get down with their people and they listen closely to their to the people that work with them and work around them um, and their customers. Not just sitting in your office doing admin and you know, what you think might be important, but um, getting down with your people. Really great advice. Um, So I really wanted to uh, talk a little bit about what you think the opportunities for dietitians are in the next decade, um, especially given your special interest in weight management and your passion for using evidence-based recommendations of practice and particularly the very low-calorie diets. Um, Look, I think there are lots of opportunities for dietitians, but you need to think differently from um, just what you, you know, what you might have come out of uh, finishing your course um, thinking, because there's so much more to do other than just clinical placements, private practice, community or corporate. Um, You can work in lots of different areas. And I think you need to dig down and look at your skills. Um, You might be very creative. You might have good management skills. You might be a very organized person. And you can carry those skills as well as your nutrition knowledge into lots of areas. Um, you know, in, nutrition is in, in part of everything. And, you know, you look at some of the businesses even like, um, you know, Lorna Jane or whatever, they all incorporate nutrition and you can look into different areas and get jobs, you know, all those different type of marketing or graphic design or anything. Like I think you've just got to um, just – Think outside the square a little bit and um, don't be scared to take a, take an opportunity. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I've heard a lot about how the opportunities for dietitians is definitely expanding um, 
you know, we, originally we were just in the hospitals and private practice, but there's so many areas now that we can go into. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, it's just, it's it's taking those opportunities, going with them, seeing where they lead and not realise, and, and maybe not thinking that you have to be in a dietitian's role. It might be in a, a different role, but you can use all the skills that you've got. Uh-huh. And Michelle, it sounds like you've taken advantage of every opportunity that has come your way. So it's fantastic to hear that coming from you, given your very successful and extensive career so far. And I'd just like to say thank you so much for taking the time out to chat to us on the show today, Michelle. No problem. I've, I've loved doing it and I wish everyone all the best with their careers. Also, a big thank you to our listeners for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, could you please leave a review for us as well as pass this podcast on to your colleagues and friends. And also make sure that you are subscribed to the Dietitian Connection podcast so that you can automatically download the new episode each week and so that you don't miss out. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time for another fantastic episode of the Dietitian Connection podcast.